Today, vehicles are equipped with advanced onboard computers that collect an extensive amount of personal driver data. Hey Auto and Privacy for Cars have collaborated to bring Canadians the ultimate solution for deleting personal information from their vehicle's onboard computer. Hi everyone, happy Easter and welcome to the April 7th, 2023 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. We're off today because of that Easter weekend, so as a result, we're going to play one of our most listened-to podcasts from the first quarter of 2023. Today, we'll revisit the February 24th episode, during which time we caught up with Ontario Premier Doug Ford at the Canadian International Auto Show in Toronto on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. So you just got your first look at Arrow. Tell me what you think. Man, I, I was impressed. And I, I love that it's all Ontario. And I, I remember Flavio coming to my office. And we sat down. I think it was 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he said, I have this concept. And I said, well, you know, let's get it done. Yeah. And so I think it was just under $2 million, $1.8 million. And we were the first to get in uh, you know, on the project. And the rest of the partners came in. But man, that's impressive. That yeah. is really, really impressive. And I'm just uh, so proud of Flavio and their and their team that put that together. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Flavio is always a little bit coy when I ask him this. But, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of shifting the car into production, potentially, you know, obviously, that's not really the intention. But he's yeah. always, you know, kicking around the idea. Um, do you think Ontario has the ecosystem to build a car like that if it, if it needs to? or could? Yeah, I, I think so. I always believe the market dictates, right? And... and uh, I believe that we we have the the people, we have the, the manufacturers, the OEMs to put something out together and we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah. we would support any innovation and creativity out of box thinkers here in Ontario. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, in terms of uh, progress on that front, I know uh, one of the pillars of the auto policy, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it's probably the phase two part of it. Uh, you know, you're looking to attract a new assembly plant to the province. Yeah, we are. So tell me about, uh, you know, just a couple, I know it's not going to happen quickly, but uh, yeah. tell me about progress there. Well, I, as long as we, I'm going to talk broader rather than get right into the weeds with that, that one uh, company, but, you know, we've created the environment and the conditions for companies to come here by reducing the burden of $7 billion off the backs of companies. We're in such a competitive market worldwide, not to mention, you know, competing against the U.S. and Mexico. And we've really turned the turned the corner right now, but there's always room for improvement. I always believe in continuous improvement. And we're there, as I, as I say, the, uh, the opportunities are there right now. And that door uh, doesn't always stay open. Uh, we've been working collaboratively with the federal government as, as well. And once we all work together, private sector, the provincial federal governments, we're unstoppable. Uh, and we've seen over $16 billion of investment right here in Ontario. And it seems to continue coming. Uh, we we want to make sure that we have enough people to fill the jobs and make sure they're trained properly. So there's uh, that, that's a little hurdle, but it's probably a good thing to have when you, you need more people to fill the jobs. Jobs are coming in quicker than we can when you have the people. Yeah, no, makes sense. And uh, you mentioned collaboration with uh, other governments. Yes. Um, obviously, one of the things recently has been the IRA yes. uh, that's come up in mm -hmm. the U.S. Uh, and, you know, very, very hefty incentives um, offered yeah. down south. Um, and I know uh, Minister Freeland has sort of indicated that, you know, she's looking for provincial help 
on uh, countering those incentives. Is Ontario ready to step up on that front? Well, we've stepped up in every single aspect. Uh, the difference is they have the printing machine. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the printing machine. And if they take care of the IRA, uh, we're taking care of other ends, uh, energy costs that they aren't involved in, uh, healthcare costs that they aren't involved in. And that's, that's our competitive advantage compared to other areas. And we have most talented people uh, out there. We're graduating 60,000 STEM students, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math out of our colleges and universities. 25 uh, colleges and universities, or 26, uh, that are focused in the auto sector. We need to expand that as well. So they, they should take care of the IRA, and it's federal to federal, meaning federal Canada, federal U.S., and hopefully they're going to have a talk with President Biden when he comes up here. Um, and then uh, so that's a problem. It's a massive problem. So we're going to make sure we sit down with the federal government. They've been a good partner. And, you know, that, that could really hurt the, the auto sector. So for all the good that the feds have done, they take it away in one clean swoop. And, you know, they're, they're, they're smart. They, they understand. So they have to change that. Simple as that. You're waiting for the I, budget I, then. I am dead against that. Yeah. It is, it's, it is not good for the industry. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about uh, the ZEV mandate then. So it, yeah. you're, you're just straight out against it. You don't uh, want to see it. Yeah, well, even move it to 2035 or 2040, I, I can't stand when government dictates to the private sector what to do. The market dictates all the time, not the government. As soon as the government sticks their nose into something, starts mandating, it never works out. The government should be there to clear the way, get rid of the red tape, the regulations, making sure that we give them incentives to compete, be it the IRA or other incentives, but don't dictate what they have to manufacture by a certain date. We'll be right back after this short break. Today, vehicles are equipped with advanced onboard computers that collect an extensive amount of personal driver data from contacts and call logs to text messages and location history. As 36% of automotive cybersecurity incidents are due to privacy or data breaches, it is important that consumers take steps to protect their personal information in order to safeguard their privacy, safety, and reputation. Hey Auto is currently leveraging Privacy for Cars proprietary data deletion solution regarded in the automotive channels as the most simple, efficient, effective, and auditable solution to meet increasingly regulatory requirements and to protect consumers. Hey Auto, a rapidly growing auto marketplace in Canada that utilizes cutting-edge technology to provide a seamless user experience, has partnered with Privacy for Cars, a unique product that allows the automotive industry to easily and securely delete personal information from vehicles. The collaboration offers the Canadian market the ultimate solution for deleting personal information from a vehicle's onboard computer, meeting IoT security best practices and regulatory standards. Privacy for Cars is the first of its kind in the Canadian automotive marketplace, with multiple patents and the only of its kind that focuses on vehicle data privacy at the most intricate level. Adding an extra layer of security, this technology will help dealerships in Canada to deliver the next level of customer satisfaction and security. Welcome back to the podcast where we're revisiting the February 24th podcast, 
featuring Ontario Premier Doug Ford. And I know, uh, you know, when we were talking about climate change policy, I know the province ultimately challenged those rules. Do you think that if an avenue arises to challenge the ZEV mandate, uh, Ontario would take it? Well, I, I would. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Number one, we have clean energy here, 96% clean energy. Uh, we're, and it's not either or, it's and. I always say it's not this way or that way. You can be environmentally friendly and create economic growth at the same time. We have done more for the, uh, the the environment than any government ever, no matter if it's building the largest subway system in North America to get people out of the cars, uh, making uh, green steel, electric arc furnaces, uh, first in its world to have green, green steel out of Nevada. I just came back from Algoma doing the same thing. That's like taking close to 2 million cars off the road on the emission side. Um, so you you can have both. You can't you just can't be one way. Yeah. So we're going to work uh, again in cooperation with the federal government, but they have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Are you having some of those conversations? We are. Yeah. Yeah. And are. Uh, just it's kind of a work in progress. It sounds like it is, but we can't we can't keep delaying. They have to have uh, these companies have to have certainty, and when they go to corporate office worldwide, they want certainty. They want to know where we're we're going to be going uh, in the next five, ten years. So yep. we'll make sure we give them certainty here in Ontario. Sure. And uh, one of the things you know we've talked we've talked about this a lot uh, incentives. Yes. Uh, you know that's another big sticking point uh, between you and the federal government. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask. Uh, so last year, BC implemented income-based uh, incentives on electric vehicles. So you know, if you make over one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars a year, you don't get anything. If you make less uh, and, you know, you get more money, the, more, the less money you make. Is that yeah. something that you could consider? Well, what we're doing, we're investing in the industry and in jobs that are going to be long term, good paying jobs. Uh, the, the previous incentive was giving anyone that was buying domestic or foreign a, a break. So our money, you know, was supporting jurisdictions outside of Ontario. Yeah. And we poured billions of dollars into the sector. Uh, creating long-term, good-paying jobs uh, right across even even the tech sector that's built into the auto sector to a certain degree as well. So that's where we believe uh, long-term feasibility would be. Let's build the, the, the facilities rather than let them leave the, the province like they did under the previous administration. Let's support them. And let's bring the cost down as we manufacture more and more and the technology changes. Let's get uh, charging stations, put that money towards charging stations all throughout the province. We've allocated about $91 million coming up, but that, that can change to 100 or 200 million, whatever the market needs. Uh, and then when it's cost competitive, the electric vehicle, and the cost comes down, the average family can, can afford to do it. So it's all tied into the supply chain, energy sector, and uh, the critical minerals, steel, auto manufacturing. It's all tied in. Yeah, and um, just on the in- income-based ones, though, just uh, you know, it's not so much different. It's not much different than uh, energy, for instance, right? Uh, low-income families get a break on energy. Yeah. Is it uh, is it something you would consider, or is it just not uh, not in the cards? Well, I, I never say never. Put it that way. Yeah. Everything's open for discussion but we're pouring money into the sector. 
Yeah. They're crazy jobs. Yeah. And just tell me a little bit, because I know I've been hearing this from industry yeah. and obviously from the federal government uh, that, you know, they're they're really looking for Ontario to make a move here. I'm assuming you're feeling some pressure from uh, groups uh, across the board on, Zeps, uh, on the incentive side. Well, you know, something again on, on the incentives, we, we look at putting incentives for companies to open up. We're, we're putting billions and billions of dollars. We, we hopefully will have a big announcement. Another battery manufacturing company coming to Ontario. Uh, we're, we're putting massive incentives to create up to 3000 jobs, seven to one spinoff jobs. And, uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, and uh, on the battery front, I know I know you can't say too much oh, yeah. here, but uh, I know uh, I always talk to Minister Fideli, and uh, I think the last number was you know still in the running for six battery plants. Uh, we are. And uh, can you give me an, a hint anyway of when we could see you know you finalize another one? Maybe, maybe in April, maybe sooner. Awesome. But when you're competing, uh, you know, there's a lot without naming companies. They start off in 90 jurisdictions around the world. They're down to one or two, and we're one of them. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just uh, kind of on the final point, uh, minerals, you mentioned this. I know you were up north uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, obviously, is to bring north into this automotive supply yes. chain. Uh, can you just tell me a little bit about how some of those mining companies uh, are making progress, particularly when it comes to you know the value added, those hydroxide plants and things like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So, well, first of all, we'll, we'll talk about uh, kind of that, the area that everyone's looking at is the Ring of Fire. We've put a billion dollars into building that road. Uh, we have uh, Webaquay First Nations, Martin Falls First Nations on board. They're doing the environmental assessment. We're pushing along. It's already happening. We're working with the federal government not to duplicate the environmental assessment. It doesn't make any sense. Our, our EAs are second to none in the world. Uh, we need to get up there, start start moving. Uh, talking to another company for lithium. Uh, they're, they're a couple of years away uh, right now, a few years. But we are throwing everything we have at, uh, at these companies to support them. No matter it's red tape regulations, incentives, financial incentives, partnering up with uh, other people to make it happen because we have 34. And I know you don't need all 34, but we have 34 critical minerals that the world wants. Yeah. And uh, I just say we have to have added value. We cannot just ship off our raw critical minerals until another country can manufacture it and send their batteries over here. Yeah. They can take our critical minerals as long as they open up here in Ontario. Yeah. And that's something I, I know that uh, ministerial approval is allowed to take minerals yes. offshore, but you're not going to you're not going to see that happen. No, but the clear message to the federal government, it's not the jurisdiction of a federal government, natural resources, critical minerals under the Constitution. It's a jurisdiction of the province, not the feds. We want to work with them. But they aren't going to be shipping raw materials out of our province to another country. So. They can create jobs. Not going to happen. You've been listening to an Automotive News Canada podcast replay this Easter weekend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. 
That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.